The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. And the King Solomon passed all the kings of the earth in riches and in wisdom. And all the kings of the earth sought the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom that God has put in him. Wow. When you have this wisdom, everyone will be coming to seek advice from you. All right. Are you ready for the word? Excellent. Turn with me, please, in your Bibles to the book of Matthew chapter 12, verse 13. The book of Matthew chapter 12, verse 13. I read. This is Jesus speaking. He said, He that is not with me is against me. And he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. He that is not with me is against me. And he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm continuing my message that I have titled 25 Signs of Those Who Gather and this is part five. 25 signs of those who gather. And this is part five. We've been saying that God's desire for the church is for the church to become the most gathered place on the surface of the earth. God wants our churches, not just this one, all our branches and every other church that is truly called of God to become a force to reckon with. The church of Jesus Christ must become the most exciting place on earth. It must be the most exciting place every Sunday morning, a place where we gather to receive wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, a place where we are equipped to be effective in the end time. So God's desire for us, even our church and all our churches, is to become a place of great gathering, a place of great gathering. And so we said that for that gathering to happen, Jesus said that we are either gathering or scattering. You are in the church and either you are gathering or you are scattering. You cannot say, I am in between. You can't say... I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence. You can't sit on the fence. You are in the church either gathering or scattering. Either in your department you are gathering or you are scattering people. The question I want to ask you is, where are you? Are you a gatherer or who are you? Are you a gatherer or you are a scatterer? Are you a gatherer or you are a scatterer? And in this series, we'll be looking at the 25 signs of those who gather, 25 signs of those who gather. And we say that before we can even look at the signs of those who gather, there are five forces that will help us to become gatherers, five forces. And what was the first force that we looked at? The force of? The force of vision. And what was the second force? The force of one language. What was the third force? The force of unity. What was the fourth force? The force of sacrifice. Today we'll be looking at the fifth force, and that is the force of wisdom. The force of wisdom. Somebody say with me, the force of wisdom. Now for your information, those of you who were not here who will enjoy your holidays and us who are also enjoying our holidays here, all the messages are on CD. You can get them after the service. So get them, amen, so that you know what we are talking about. I'm sure when we talk about the force of vision, you're wondering, what are we really talking about? When we talk about the force of one language, what are we really talking about? When you get the messages, I believe that it will help you to follow suit where we are and where we are going. 
Amen. So today we'll be looking at the force of wisdom. The force of wisdom. Now when we talk about wisdom, the first question we want to ask is, what is wisdom? What is wisdom? Wisdom, according to my definition, is the practical and relevant application of the word of God. Wisdom is the practical and relevant application of the word of God. That means that in every situation you find yourself in, you have the relevant word to be able to apply it practically to the situation. And as a result of that, you come out as a, dom- a dominator or as a winner or victorious in that situation. Second definition of wisdom is wisdom is the ability to recognize difference. Wisdom is the ability to recognize difference. Difference in a place, difference in people, difference at your workplace. When you have wisdom, you begin to excel at work. When you have wisdom, your marriage becomes a winning marriage. When you have wisdom, you excel wherever you are. So it is important for us to pursue wisdom. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, it says wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. Now, when you hear the Bible says the principal thing, The principal thing means the most important, the first or the topmost. A principal of the school is the head of the school. So when the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing, that means that above prayer, above prosperity, above diligence, pursue wisdom. Because wisdom is the principal thing is the first and foremost thing. If you want to be above, you have to seek those things that are above. If you have to be above, you must seek those things that are above. So the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get it. Therefore, get it means there is no option. Whatever it will cost you to get wisdom, get it. Whatever price you have to pay to get wisdom, get it. Why? Because wisdom is the principal thing. Can I tell you something? You don't have financial problem. You don't have marriage problem. The only problem you have is wisdom problem. You don't have finance, because when you have wisdom, the money will come. I remember when I started my, my, my Christian work, I went to church one day and my man of God said, you don't need money to start business. I said, what? What are you talking about? Everybody needs money to start business. It takes money to start business. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's what everybody will say. When you, need, you want to start a business, you need the capital. You need the money to start. And he said, you don't need money to start business. He said, you need wisdom. And I said, wow. And then I said, okay, because the Bible says that wisdom is a defense. Money is also a defense, but the Bible says the more excellency of it is that wisdom gives money, sorry, gives life to those who have it. So wisdom is a defense. When you have wisdom, you are defended. That's why you have to pursue wisdom. Glory be to God. You must pursue wisdom with everything within you. Wisdom is the principle. So stop pursuing money. Stop pursuing other things. Pursue wisdom. When you have wisdom, your problems are solved. When you have wisdom, the challenges you're going through in your marriage will be solved. Hallelujah. So wisdom, the Bible says, is the principal thing. Therefore, get it. Get it. 
Whatever it will cost you to get it, get it. Yesterday I was lecturing at the, at, at the Word of Wisdom Bible Institute and, and during the break, I bought, I mean, I bought, I think, about 25 to 30 books. Yesterday, I bought 30 books and within the break, I had read two. I'm hungry for wisdom. You say, how do you do it? It's called speed reading. Speed reading. Wisdom. Because I have to fly. If I'm starting churches in every corner in every nation, I have to run at the speed of light. At the speed of light. I cannot walk slowly and begin to do what people have already done. I have to move above what they have done. Because the Bible says in the book of John 3.31 that he that is above or he that is from above is above all. So wisdom is a principal thing. So get it. Get wisdom. Some of us are running and chasing doing three, four jobs. Praise God for that. But I'm telling you, if you can get wisdom, that job will come pursuing after you. Verse 8 of Proverbs chapter 4 says that, exalt her and she will promote thee. Exalt who? Exalt wisdom. So place wisdom above everything you do. Exalt her and she will promote you. Exalt her and she will promote you. She will bring you to honor. And when you do, embrace her. So embrace wisdom. Love wisdom. Be an addicted lover of wisdom. Be addicted to wisdom. Are you following me? Be addicted to wisdom. And the only way you can scale new heights in this world is when you are an addicted lover of what God loves. Wisdom, say, I wisdom, I was there from the beginning of the earth. At the foundation, I was there. Now, even God could not do away with wisdom. So why do you think that you can do away without wisdom? He said, I was there from the beginning. By me, kings reign. By me, princes decree. By me, you are lived. So pursue wisdom. Pursue it. That's why the Bible says that sell everything you have and buy wisdom and sell it not. Buy wisdom. Pursue wisdom. Glory be to God. And wisdom doesn't come by age for your information. Wisdom doesn't come by how old you are. Oh, glory. You will see it in a minute. Wisdom doesn't come by how old you are. The Bible says, Job said, let let wisdom speak. Not multitude of days, not years. Let wisdom speak. For when wisdom speaks, everything is settled. There was a time, you know, when my father was alive, he used to consult me. I'm the last but one out of the whole family. He used to consult me to do certain things. That's wisdom. He can see that this one is wisdom. This one is wisdom. He used to consult me before. He, I mean, there was a time we had an incident in the family. And obviously, when you come from the family I come from, where you are the last but one out of 24 children, you are not listened to. They look at your age and say, this one is a kid. So in this family, they don't listen to those who are younger ones. But wisdom, everybody was talking. Nobody could solve the problem. I just said, we're going to do X, Y, Z. Problem solved. Solved. It's wisdom. It's not age. That's why in this church we have people who are older than me in age and are still serving. It's wisdom. It's not about age. So now if you're going to be there and say, I'm older than him. I'm older than the church. I don't go to a church that I'm older than. That means you don't have wisdom. Obviously, of course, you are older than this church. 
But you are no older than the founder of this church. And the founder of this church is Jesus. And Jesus is wisdom. You and I are not older than the founder. Wisdom. He said, I wisdom. I was there from the beginning. So before you and I showed up, this church was already established. So don't look at the age. Five years. The church is only five years. Why should I go to a church that I'm older than? Now that tells me the kind of wisdom you're operating in. Proverbs chapter 24 verse 3. It says, through wisdom is an, a house building. And by understanding, it is established. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Are you, can you see this? It didn't say through money. It's a house built. It says through wisdom. Through wisdom. One of our, our members in this church this year, you know, had a, a, a bit of a challenge, you know, had to move from place to place. And all of, remember at the beginning of this year, I challenged people to start buying properties. You remember? And she was going from one place to another. All of a sudden, we don't know what happened. And between the time she was moving from one house to the other, she wasn't being charged for, for rent. And she was just moving from one house to, and that's what the Bible says, all things work together. All things. Not some things. All things. Now, when she was going through all these things, I'm sure she was wondering, but why am I going through this? I'm a tither. I serve in the church faithfully and so on. And then all of a sudden, a property showed up somewhere. And between the months that she was going through X, Y, Z, she had saved all those money. When the property showed that she paid for it, cash. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. So, 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 now, now it's not, you, you'll be there and say, oh, we are all in the church. Some people are applying the wisdom and you'll be sitting there and when they come and they are smiling, <laughs> you'll be wondering, what is this brother or sister smiling about? Wisdom, they are applying wisdom. Through wisdom is a house built, not money. Not money. So you sit there and say, pastor, I don't have the money. When I say to you tomorrow about this time, you have a house, say, Pastor, but I'm not working. Do you know what a prophet's reward is? A prophet's reward is when your man or your woman of God speaks a word. When he speaks a word, you don't have to understand it. You don't have to know how it works before you see tomorrow about this time. That word will have to work. So it says through wisdom, it's a house built, not through money. That's why you've been accumulating that money. Say, I'm buying a house. I'm buy Instead of accumulating wisdom, you are accumulating money. So you are forever accumulating the money, and yet the house is not coming. You say, oh, why? What is it? Pursue wisdom. The force of wisdom. So the question we want to ask is, how do I receive this wisdom? Because you have to receive it. How do I receive it? Simple, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 and 8. Jesus said, ask and you shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks, for everyone, no discrimination, for everyone that asks, receives. And everyone that seeks, finds. And everyone that knocks, it shall be open. So when you ask, be, be assured that you have received. For everyone, no discrimination. For everyone that asks for this wisdom shall receive it. James chapter 1, verse 5 to 8. It says, if anyone lack wisdom, let him ask of God. So your first point of asking is you come to God and say, God, I lack wisdom. Don't come to God and pretend you know it all. You don't know it. Just be quiet and say, God, please give me wisdom. I need wisdom. How to even raise up these children. Do you know that you need wisdom to raise up your children? You do? These days, our children, they have the mind of 70-year-olds. 
their age, they think above, I'm telling you. They come up with certain things and you'll be wondering, wow, where did he get this from? Where did she get this from? So you need wisdom even to be able to raise them up. You need wisdom. So we come to God on the basis and say, God, I lack wisdom. So because I lack wisdom, give me wisdom. It's like coming to God with a cup. When your cup is full, where else can he pour the water? The only way you pre- the only time you present a cup to God is it has to be empty and he fills it. But when you come to God and say, oh, I'm already full of wisdom, then you will not get any more. When I present this cup before the one who gives me water and the cup is empty, instincts automatically tell them I need more water. And then they'll just pour it in. But when I present the cup full, they'll just be looking at me. So when you come to God, you come asking the Lord, I lack wisdom. I don't have wisdom, so give me wisdom. There are some husbands you need wisdom from above to be able to love them. Because there are some husbands, they are unlovable. It's the truth. You need wisdom to love them. I'm telling you, so women, cry cry for wisdom. There are some husbands, they are too difficult. Men, some men. I say it's some. That means not the ones in this church. (laughs) Oh, glory. They are too difficult. They see color green. They said it's red. Everybody is saying it's green. As for them, they say it is red. They defend ignorance with all their might. So such a husband, you need a lot of wisdom. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. So James 1, 5, it says, If anyone lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith. Let him ask in faith. The process of receiving is let him ask in faith. Nothing wavering. So when you come to God and you ask for wisdom, you know wisdom is a spirit. Because God is a spirit. So everything that comes from God is spirit. Everything that proceeds from God is spirit. So if wisdom is a spirit and you ask God for wisdom and you must, you must ask in faith knowing that he has given you this wisdom. So when he gives you this wisdom, you don't leave his presence wavering, doubting. To wave means to doubt. You leave his presence with this confidence knowing that I have the wisdom I ask God for. It says, for he that wavered is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let him not think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. For a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So when you come to God and ask for wisdom, ask him. And how many of you know that God is good? His nature is goodness. So if in his nature is goodness, he can't but give you good things. James chapter 1, I think verse 17 says, every good and perfect thing comes from above, comes from God. Every good and wisdom, how many of you know that wisdom is good? Wisdom is good. And so if wisdom is good, then God wants to give you wisdom. He wants to give you wisdom. Even at your workplace, wisdom to to, to move on the ranks quickly and go above people that you have been there for years. I remember when I used to work at Boots. Boots, the chemist. When I joined, wisdom, I used to be on the tails. Pee, pee, pee. I said, just sitting here, even a machine can do it. I, 
I'm too, I'm wasting my life. Now, that's not to say that if you're working on the till, you're wasting, well, maybe you've started from there. But don't stay there. Don't die there. Graduate. So I was there. Pee, pee, pee. And I was getting bored. Every time, pee, pee, pee. And you have to smile by force, even if you don't want to smile. I said, no, this, I'm more than this. My life is worth more than this. And then I started. I started asking questions. What other courses are in this company? What can I do? Then they said, okay, there's this course. And then I went and did a pharmacy assistant course. And then I passed. When I passed, there were people, I just joined this company less than a year. There were people who have been there 25 years. And so, my salary jumped from a till operator to a pharmacy assistant. The day I went and did my exams and I came back, there were people who were there who have been there for a long time. They asked, so Segwiji, how was the exams? I looked at them and I said, I failed. And then they said, I told you you failed. I told you you failed. That's wisdom. So you think everybody at your workplace is your friend? You think they are your friend, they smile with you, they laugh with you. You think they are your friend, they are not your friend. If you don't have wisdom, you will be there. You start telling them everything. I said, I failed. Because no one is permitted to know what goes into my pay slip except me, moi. Because it's sealed. We were there all together smiling, smiling. When I said, I failed, they said, oh, I told you. I said, ah, these people, all these who are, they want me to fail. I said, the devil is a liar. <laughs> the devil is, so I passed. And then my salary jumped from, I think, five pounds something to nine pounds 70. I'm talking about, what, 10 years ago or 12 years ago. Nine pounds 70, pharmacy assistant. I don't know how much they pay them now. Your company, you pay your pharmacy <laughs> assistance less than that. Amen? So, so, so wisdom, wisdom will tell you in the company where you are, don't be happy. Start pursuing other courses right there. Right there. Burn the midnight oil. Sacrifice. That's what we talked about, the force of sacrifice. You don't want to sacrifice for anything. You don't be happy with where you are. If you're a cleaner, don't be happy with cleaning. Start a cleaning company. I used to, I used to work in a, in a radio station. Praise God. I have, a, I have another preacher in the house. Amen. I used to work in a radio station years ago. And I was sacked. When I was sacked, I was sacked. I'm telling you. I was sacked. I was sacked. And when I was sacked, Guess what? I started my own. Amen. I started my own radio station. You look at me like that. You're looking, you say, you don't know. Pastor, I've got my own radio station. You don't know. Yeah. I thank God for that boss who sacked me. He's still working there. I now own my own radio station. I told you, if you can start it, if you can build it, you can have it. If you can build it, you can have it. That's wisdom. So, it's not everyone at your workplace that's your friend who loves you. They look at you and smile with you. The next minute behind you, they are backbiting. So, don't go to work and tell them everything. Oh, do you know how much they are paying me? Oh, they are doing this. Now, what they pay you is between you and you. It's between you and you. Don't tell, oh, the boss has given me promotion. Oh, they say I can do this shift. Hmm. <laughs> Some of you even take issues from your house to your work. Well, my husband is not being nice. No, no, you lack wisdom. You lack, today maybe we need to do a deliverance from ignorance. 
wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, in all you're getting, get it. Get it. Pursue it. Be hungry. Be addicted to get it. And if you get it, I'm telling you before time, you'll be above. When we came to this part of the world and we started our church, people were criticizing us and so on and so forth. I just looked at them and I said, we've only started one church. We had only a few members then, less than five. And you are criticizing me. What will you do when you see hundreds of thousands coming? Only five, you can't stand it. Now, when hundreds of thousands are coming, what will you do? Then before them, we started another branch. And then we started another branch. And within five years, we are breaking into international realms. Now, before they realize, now, do you know I have pastor friends? I don't even tell them we are starting branches. I don't tell them. Before they realize, it's on our website. New branch started in South Africa. New branch started in Spain. New branch started in Guatemala. New brand started in Zimbabwe. How did we do that? Wisdom. Wisdom. Before they realized we started our own Bible school, I didn't tell anybody how did it? Wisdom. Why? Because I need an engine room to train the people I'll be sending out. You need an engine room. If you don't have an engine room, when you send the men out, there'll be ignoramus men and women. So I started a Bible school before they realized we have 10,000 graduated, 100,000 graduated. How does it happen? Wisdom. The Bible says that God deliver me from soulish men. Do you know there are certain prayers that are soulish? When you tell someone, that's why it's not every, every testimony you share with people out there. Oh, God, I just praise the Lord. God has just blessed me with a new car. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. And then they will start praying against that car. That car should have accident. <laughs> you need wisdom. You need wisdom. And unfortunately, some of us, we just put everything on Facebook. Hey, look, this is my new house. My new house. Twitter, his new house. You are showing what God has given you. When Jesus was born, he was taken into secrecy. Wisdom. Wisdom demands that you don't just blare everything out there. Everything. Oh, Facebook. Today, God just did X, Y. Do, even the people on your Facebook, you don't know them. You don't know whether they are devil, demons, agents of Satan. You don't know them. Because a single tweet reaches the ends of the earth within a second. A single Facebook Post reaches the ends of the earth within us instead of taking your pastor's message and putting it on Facebook. You go and take what you are not supposed to put on Facebook and put it on Facebook. As you are in church, you say, Oh, I'm excited. Facebook, my pastor is teaching on wisdom. Wow, how to get wisdom. That's what you should be putting. That's what you should be putting. Not, not, oh, God has just given me a new car. I've seen people even put their certificate on Facebook. I just got this. Now, now, who wants to know what certificate you have? <laughs> who wants to know whether you pass your driver's exams or not? Who wants to know? It's getting deep in here now. The church is quiet. I'm getting into your businesses. <laughs> I'm getting into your businesses. Some of you, there's no wisdom. Every time when you wake up first thing in the morning, Facebook. Your husband is by you. you. You won't even give him a kiss. You're on Facebook. Afternoon, Facebook. Do you know that it's been proven that 47% of people who are in relationships 
who are always on social media, their relationship breaks quicker. 47%. And I have seen people, married couples, they're in the house sitting down. This one is on Facebook. That one is on Twitter. <laughs> the children are on Instagram. No talking. They are just sitting there. No talking. Everybody, you are more interested in communicating to the outside world than building your own marriage. And you say you have wisdom. I'm getting into your business and I will get into it. I know you don't like it. I know you don't like it, but I'm getting in there because God is telling me to get in there and bring out all the junk out because it's time for you to walk in wisdom. Glory be to God. Now, there are two types of wisdom. Two types of wisdom. There is what I call the earthly wisdom and the heavenly wisdom. And obviously, we all go after the heavenly wisdom. When you read the book of James chapter 3 from verse 3, from verse 13 to 17, you will see the two types of wisdom that are there. The Bible says, who is a wise man and endured with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descended not from above, but it is what? Earthly, sensual, and devilish. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. So you can see the two different types of wisdom, earthly wisdom and then heavenly wisdom. And you can see the works of both of them, both the earthly and the heavenly. The Bible says that the earthly wisdom is sensual, strife, all kinds of fighting. That's earthly. But the heavenly wisdom, the Bible says, it's first and foremost pure, gentle, easy to be entreated. So that means when you are walking in that kind of wisdom, you are gentle. You are peaceable. You are not fighting every time. You are not fighting everybody. Amen. And so the wisdom that we need to go for is the heavenly wisdom. Now, what are the qualifications for receiving this heavenly wisdom. Let's look at the qualifications for receiving this heavenly wisdom. We're going to look at a character who received this wisdom. Second Chronicles chapter 1 from verse 6 to 12. Are you getting something out of this? The force of wisdom. We need wisdom. The church in this last day need wisdom. The Bible says that Jesus Christ, the wisdom and the power of God. So the church must not only be full of wisdom, it must be full of the power as well. We must have both. Jesus Christ, the wisdom and the power of God. Second Chronicles chapter 1 from verse 6. This is about Solomon. I read the Bible says, And Solomon went up hither, to the brazen altar before the Lord, which was at the tabernacle of the congregation and offered a thousand burnt offerings upon it. That is what I call sacrifice. He offered a thousand burnt offerings. Everybody was offering a hundred, but he offered a thousand burnt offerings. Verse 7, the Bible says that, and in that night did God appear unto Solomon and said unto him, ask what I will give thee. Wow, that's a blank check. Ask what I will give thee. Now let's pause there for a moment. If God comes to you now and say, ask what I shall give thee, what will you ask? Be honest. What will you ask? Someone is clearing his throat. Who cleared their throat? <laughs> who, who? The one who cleared their throat wants to tell me what they will ask. Who? Who? You cleared your throat. 
Okay, so what will you ask? Are you sure? <laughs> uh, he said, Are you sure? Are you sure you not ask for the life of your enemy? Are you sure you not ask God to, to destroy that boss that's sitting on your promotion? Now, let's be honest. If you hadn't heard this me talk about wisdom before now, what will you sincerely ask? You say, God, uh, uh, you, this is honest. This is honesty. Money. Money, 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 money. Yeah, you ask for money. You ask, and, and that's the truth. That's what many of us do. We ask for the material things. We say, God, give me this big house. God, give me this big car. God, give me this. We ask for the material things. We ask for the material things. Because you know why you ask for the material things? When you ask for the material things, the material things are there to just satisfy the needs of the present. The material things are there to satisfy the needs of the present. So if, if, if God shows up to you today and say, ask me what you want. Yes, you ask for money. When God said, how about you say, God. Give me 30 million pounds. Give me 100 million dollars. Give me 200 million euros. And God will say, okay, you can have it. But when God showed up to Solomon, he said, ask whatsoever you will. And do you know on a daily basis, God is asking us, ask whatsoever you will. And we are asking wrongly. We are asking wrongly. The Bible says in the book of James that you ask and ask amiss. You pray and pray amiss. You are asking, but you are asking wrongly. Your real need is not that money. Your real need is not the house. Your real need is not that car you want. That's not your need. That's just temporary because the money will finish. So God shows up to Solomon. Solomon had a need. Now he's just become the king. And the desire of every king is to, be, to have more power. To have more ammunition. To have more wealth. But when God showed up and asked Solomon, ask whatsoever you will. Let's look at what Solomon asked. Verse 8, the Bible says that, verse 8 of 2 Chronicles chapter 1, the Bible says that, and Solomon said unto God, I love Solomon, thou hast shown great mercy unto David my father, and hast made me to reign in his stead. Verse 10, give me now wisdom. I love, I love Solomon. Give me now, not tomorrow, give me now wisdom. Why? Because this need is urgent. It's a desperate need. That's why I say that the only people who excel in life is those who are addicted to God. Give me now wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before these people. For who can judge these people that is so great? So even what he was asking was not for himself, but for the people. What he was asking was not for himself, but for the people. That means every time God shows up and asks you, what do you need? The question he's really asking is not what you really need. He's asking, what do you need to be a blessing to others? I didn't start this church so that I'll be blessed. My desire is that you will be blessed. Nations will be blessed. That is why we started the church. I'm not here because of me or my family. I'm here because God has sent me to be a blessing to you. Glory be to God. So whenever God shows up and asks you what do you need, don't say, don't ask to, to satisfy your need. God knows you have a need. God knows you have a need, but your need is limited. 
how awesome will it be when God shows up and says, what do you need? You say, God, make me a distributing center. God, make me a solution center. Help me to build schools for children in the village. Help me to build clinic and hospitals for people in the village who don't have hospital. Help me to provide drinking, pure drinking water to some villages somewhere. Can you believe when you ask God for such things, do you think God is unjust? Do you think God is unjust? When you ask God to give you the means to, to provide water to a village somewhere, generations after you will never lack water. And if you're a distributing center, guess what? You can't be the distributor and not be a partaker of what you're distributing. Amen. Glory be to God. You can't be, a, you can't be distributing perfume and the perfume not smell on you. Are you following what I'm saying? So Solomon said, God, give me this wisdom now because this wisdom is not for me, but it's for this, your great people. That's my prayer every day. When I wake up, God, give me wisdom. God, give me wisdom. How to lead this church. How to lead the other churches. How to lead my pastors. Give me wisdom every day. That's my prayer. Not for me, for them, so that you will be blessed. The other churches will be blessed. So that when we have churches everywhere, you look at it and say, wow, that's my church. That's my church. That's my church. Because you are part of this great vision. So Solomon said, give me wisdom. But not for me, but for this, your great people. Verse 11. The Bible says that, and God said to Solomon, because this is in your heart and you have not asked for riches. That's to you now, sister. That's to you now. And you have not asked for what? Riches and wealth or honor, nor the life of your enemies. That's what those of you who wanted the life of your enemies. Neither have you asked for long life but has asked for wisdom and knowledge for thyself, that thou mayest judge my people, over whom I have made thee king. Verse 12. Wisdom and knowledge is granted unto you. And I will give you also, in addition to the wisdom and knowledge, I'll give you riches, I'll give you wealth, I'll give you honor, and such as none of the kings have had that have been before thee, neither shall there be any after thee have the like. Wow. Oh, Jesus. Are you following what God is saying? God says, when you ask for wisdom and knowledge, I'll give you the wealth. You don't have to struggle for it. To God be the glory, we have entered into a season where we don't struggle for finances. <laughs> we don't struggle for things, you know, because God has given us wisdom. And when you have that wisdom, that wisdom produces every other thing. Wisdom is the inventor. Wisdom is the creator. So if you need a car, ask for wisdom. Because just one car alone is not enough. One house alone is not enough. But if you have wisdom, you can create many houses. You can create many businesses. You can create many cars. You can create many churches. When you have the wisdom, you, 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 your ability to create is not limited. Do you understand when, when you have the wisdom, your ability to reproduce or to create is not limited because out of that wisdom, you'll be creating an unending success. And for your information, when you have the God kind of wisdom, the heavenly wisdom, that wisdom positions you and places you above. Second Chronicles chapter 9 verse 22 to 23, the Bible says, and King Solomon, now this is after he's had wisdom. Before I go there, let me also say that when God gives you wisdom, that wisdom will be tested. 
immediately God gave Solomon wisdom. When you look at the next chapter, that wisdom was tested. That's where we know the popular story of the two women who came with their children, one dead and one alive. And Solomon said, one of the women said, kill, kill the, the child that is alive. Your wisdom will be tested. Your wisdom will be what? It will be what? It will be tested. So when you have wisdom, don't run away from problems. Because your wisdom, because <clears throat> the only time you, you, you scale high in life is when you solve problems. Don't have wisdom to solve problems and run away from problems. So immediately he said, bring me the sword. The sword has to do with wisdom. The sword of the word. The Bible says that the word of God, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. So the sword represents the word. The two-edged sword, the double-edged sword, that's the word. So he said, the first thing Solomon said, bring me the sword. That means bring me the word. To look into the, the word, to be able to solve this problem because this problem I have never seen it before. So when they brought the sword, he said, I'm going to divide the living one. And the Bible says, and Solomon observed, the one whose child was dead said, yes, yes, divide him. And Solomon said, no, the child is not yours. Give the child to the mother. That's the mother. And from that solving of that problem, the Bible says that Solomon's fame spread across all the world. Just by solving one problem. Wisdom. Some of you, before this month end, you will solve one problem. That will expose you to the world. I said solution, you will solve one problem. That will expose you to the world. You will solve one problem. That will expose you to the world. In the name of Jesus. When you have that wisdom, the wisdom that we are talking about, the heavenly wisdom, it positions you above. Second Chronicles chapter 9, verse 22 and 23. The Bible says that and the king Solomon passed all the kings of the earth in riches and in wisdom. And all the kings of the earth sought the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom that God has put in it. Wow. When you have this wisdom, everyone will be coming to seek advice from you. Everyone. I'm very young in ministry. I'm not ashamed to say that. Very young in ministry. Our church is only five years. But by God's grace, within the five years, we've started five branches. It's wisdom. I don't know how it happens. It's wisdom. There are other men of God who have been in ministry 25 years, 30 years. In all humility, they don't have the size of this congregation. In all humility, they don't have the size of this congregation. And they come to me and ask me, how do you do it? They are older than me. They've gone ahead of me. It's wisdom. When God places his wisdom in you, the Bible says that all the kings of the earth came and sought the wisdom that was in Solomon. Some of you kings and presidents are about to consult you. I said they are about to consult you. Like Joseph, they are about to consult you. Like Daniel, they are about to consult you. Their kings are coming to consult you, so you better position yourself and have this God kind of wisdom now. That's why Solomon said to God, give me this wisdom now. I need it now because the problems in the world are overwhelming. Do you know that some of you seated here are supposed to be consultant to your nations? You are supposed to be consultant. You pick up the phone and 30 minutes of consulting with the president of your country will end you a billion dollars. Do you know that? But you are sitting there, you don't know. Because you don't know that God has given you wisdom. The problem facing your country, all you've got to do, do a letterhead, start a business, write a letter to your embassy. And say, Mr. Ambassador. 
the problem facing our country, I believe I have the solution for it. If you consult me, I'll be able to help our country come out of this situation. I'm telling you because wisdom is upon you, they'll call you quickly. Let me say this. It's only a fool who doubts proof. It's only a fool who doubts proof. Once they can see proof, no one will doubt it. And God has given you wisdom. So stop doubting yourself. I'm telling you, just 30 minutes of phone call, some of you, you never don't, you don't have to work for the rest of your life. Generations after you don't have to work. Just 30 minutes of phone call, consulting with a, a, a nation or a country or an embassy here. Every day you wake up, nine to five. Nine to five. Cleaning, cleaning, lifting. Uh, don't get me wrong. I respect all that, but I believe that wisdom will have to position you above. Amen. It's time for you to go above. Amen. Some of us have degrees. You have PhDs and, and double degrees and, and you are cleaning with this degree. That degree is not for cleaning. Don't let someone look down upon you. You have wisdom. Amen. You have the God kind of wisdom. It's within you. Start using it. Start solving problems. Don't be scared of problems. Everybody was scared of Goliath when he showed up. But David stood and said, you this uncircumcised Philistine. I'm going to deal with you because God has given me the wisdom. And when he solved that problem, the next thing is he was in the palace. Between you and your palace is a Goliath. Between you and your palace is your Goliath. Between you and the wealthy place is a Goliath. If you don't deal with that Goliath, you stand behind the palace. You'll be peeping through. I don't want to peep through the palace. I want to be in the palace. I don't want to stand behind the palace. I want to be inside the palace. I want to be the king making decisions. Glory be to God. So you have the wisdom, you have it. That's why the whole earth, the kings of the earth came seeking for that wisdom in Solomon. That's why the Bible says that Solomon excelled in wisdom. Solomon excelled in wisdom. And, and to finish it all off, let me tell you, this is awesome. This will bless you. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 3, verse 31, the he that cometh from above is above all. He that cometh from where? Above is above all. And who is from above? Jesus. Do you believe Jesus is from above? And the Bible says he that is from above is above all. So if Jesus is from above and he's above all, that means he's above all wisdom. He's above all Riches. He's above all wealth. He's above everything. So now if he that is above is above all, what will you be seeking in pursuing this wisdom that we're talking about? You should seek Jesus. It's a he who seeks me will find me. If you seek him, you find him. Because he that is above is above all. Final scripture and we'll close. Matthew chapter 12, verse 42. This will bless you. Matthew chapter 12, verse 42. Are you there? This is Jesus speaking. The Bible says that Jesus, the queen of the south, shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it. For she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. This is talking about the queen of Sheba. Remember the queen of Sheba also came to hear the wisdom in Solomon. And when she saw 
the way Solomon's servants had dressed, the Bible says that her spirit left her. And every time people came to consult Solomon, they brought money. If you read the scriptures carefully, the Bible says that in the days of Solomon, gold was like the sun, the dust of the sun. It was common. That's wisdom. I'm telling you this. This is why I get passionate when I'm teaching on wisdom. Because all my years, I don't pray for riches. All I pray and ask God on a daily basis is wisdom. More wisdom. Some of us need to change our prayer points. From give me that big house to give me wisdom. From give me that husband to give me wisdom. Because you even need wisdom to be able to manage that man when he comes. If you don't have wisdom when he comes, you can't manage him. You tell him to sit and he's going. <laughs> but when you have wisdom, when he's the kind, when you tell him sit and he's going, what do you do? He said go. When he said go, he will sit. <laughs> Praise God. Matthew chapter 12 verse 42 finally. Is that the queen of the south shall rise up in this judgment with this generation and shall condemn it for she came from the uttermost past of the world of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon and behold a greater than Solomon is here. Behold a greater than Solomon is here. Who is that greater than Solomon? Jesus. Now can I ask you a question? If Jesus is greater than Solomon, and he says the greater than Solomon is here, now where is Jesus? Where? Where? Here. You've answered the question correctly. Where is Jesus? Inside you. Now if Jesus is inside you, and Jesus is greater, a greater than Solomon is here, then if Jesus is inside of you, then that means a greater wisdom than Solomon is in you and if a greater wisdom than Solomon is in you, that means you, you are greater than Solomon. Glory be to God. I said you are greater than Solomon because a greater than Solomon is inside of you. So if Jesus is in you, you no longer have a wisdom problem because he's already there. So when a problem shows up, all you have to say, Jesus was the way out. Jesus, show me the way out. Jesus was the answer. Because Jesus is the way. Jesus is the light. Jesus is the only way. So if you ask Jesus, give me this wisdom, show me this way. I'm telling you, this week you'll be the head in your department. This week, you'll be the head in your company. This week, you'll be the head in the nation because a greater than Solomon is inside of you. Jesus is inside of you and you are definitely greater than Solomon. I see you manifesting the wisdom of God. I see you manifesting the wisdom of God on a new dimension, on a new scale, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Did you receive it? A greater than Solomon is here. So Solomon, I'm greater than you. Glory be to God. A greater than Solomon is here. 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 And that greater one is in me. And the Bible says that he that is born of God. 1 John 5, 4. He that is born of God overcomes the world. Even our faith. This is the victory that we know that overcomes the world. So you are born of God. You are an overcomer. You are greater than Solomon. In Solomon's days, he had gold like dust. But in your day, you not only have gold, you have diamonds as dust. You have silver as dust. You will not walk in luck because a greater than Solomon is here. Hallelujah. Why don't you lift up yours, your hands and talk to God. Thank God for the wisdom. 
Thank God for the wisdom. Thank God for the wisdom. Thank God for that wisdom. That he's given you. Let's rise up on our feet. Thank God for that wisdom. Thank God for that wisdom. It's already inside of you. You are a wise man. You are a wise woman. It's already in you. He's 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 already in you. Jesus is in you. Jesus is in you. Just thank him. This wisdom must manifest. This wisdom must manifest. This wisdom must show to the ends of the world, to the ends of the earth. This wisdom must show. It must show forth. 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 Your wisdom must surely manifest. Your wisdom must surely manifest. Your wisdom must surely manifest. It must surely manifest. It must surely manifest. It must surely manifest in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Put your hand on your head. Put your hand on your head. Say with me, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you this day in faith. So therefore, you said, if anyone lack wisdom, let him ask. Therefore, Lord, I ask for wisdom. Fill me with the spirit of wisdom. Give me wisdom, Lord. Give me wisdom, Lord. From today, may I demonstrate the ability that you have placed in me. May your wisdom manifest. May the spirit of wisdom manifest in my life. May I be above all. May I be above all in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. And amen. Amen. Give God some praise. Give God some praise. You have wisdom. You have wisdom. I said you have wisdom. You are walking wisdom. You are walking wisdom. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution International Christian Center, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10 8HQ. Your experience at Solution Center is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution International Christian Center, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.